This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. All right, everybody. We are back with the final episode in this series with Lisa. I'm sure she'll be back again soon about time management, strategies, techniques, the mindset that you need to be more successful and productive in life and in work and across the board. And it's just been amazing. And today we're going to talk about a wonderful subject that I'm sure nobody has ever experienced themselves. Uh, I'm just kidding. uh, Procrastination. Um, And that's something that we chatted about a little bit probably a couple of years ago when we first started working together, um, but it's definitely something I think that needs to be revisited because one thing that I find myself doing is there's plenty of things I procrastinate to the very last minute. And there's other things that I procrastinate like intentionally, but I don't know if I really have a handle on w- what I'm doing or why I'm doing that. And so uh, I figure you can guide us through this too and then uh, see if we can implement it and make improvements in our time management and in our personal and professional lives. Okay. So um, one of the things when we talk about procrastination, you said you intentionally do it. Um, I view procrastination um, a little bit differently than deferring. So sometimes I'll say, I'm going to defer this to third quarter because financial resources will be better then. Mm-hmm. Or um, is, I'm going to defer this to, like right now I'm in the middle of a, um, working on a, a large project. So pretty much everything is getting deferred to next week because my mental resources will be better next week because right now they're all tied up in this big project. Yeah. Um, and so I think a piece of procrastination is intent. Like, it, you know, and again, it's not to let yourself off the hook, but sometimes we defer because resources, financial, you know, physical, someone else is available to help. Um, I have someone now whose uh, administrative assistant is out on leave for another week. And so she's deferring a lot of things until she comes back because that's work that that person can do that she doesn't need to herself. Um, so we are not talking about that today, just in case as people are listening, okay. we're not talking about deferring to where times are better. We're talking about procrastination where you have every intent of doing it and you go to bed and it is not done. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. So one of the best ways that I can think to put this into context for you is to say, this is video number eight, (laughs) which means you have learned things from seven other videos. (laughs) Some you uh, and Gabe, you or you who are watching me right now, um, you had every intention of implementing some stuff, some stuff you did right away. You're like, oh my gosh, that's genius. I have to do it right now. Other things you're like, ooh, I'm going to think about that and implement that later because I need to give it a little more thought. Mm-hmm. And you haven't. So what we want to do is dig into some of those things that haven't, that haven't been implemented yet and figure out why. So in your case, anything pop into mind? Um, I did a first pass on the 168 just to like kind of do a refresher because I didn't feel like it was totally out of whack. But then I'm like, I'm going to go back and refine it after I redo my to-do list around, you know, around that mindset. And then it's it's just sitting there. I still have my original one sitting there from after our first episode. (laughs) I haven't... I haven't done the, ta- the task that I created for myself or that I wanted to do of like, oh, I'm going to then re- readjust it, you know, after kind of an evaluation period. <clears throat> okay. And so um, some, so one of the um, first quotes that come to mind that I, of course, as all my quotes, I have no idea who said it. By Lisa. Um, no. 
<laughs> I know it's not, I'm just saying it's not mine. It's somebody's, um, is that idea of, um, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, how are you ever going to go back and fix it? Which doesn't exactly hit your situation only mm. because you needed to do it yeah. first to get clarity around what you were doing to then come back. Right. And adapt it. Mm. So it doesn't quite hit there. Um, but it does hit for a lot of the things everybody does all the time. Um, but in your case, when we look at it, there are, um, there are different triggers that cause procrastination. Mm -hmm. So sometimes is that the task is unclear. Um, in this yeah. case, I don't know that that necessarily is the case. Is it true for you? Um, yeah, you know what you need to go back and do. Yeah, but that's a good one for when I get stuck on things because there's other things like uh, maybe even a, a better example. That would be like I knew I needed to update my to-do list today but I hadn't really broke, brought clarity to it of something you mentioned in another episode of just breaking things into 15 minute chunks. I was like, oh, that's what I need to do. And then I was able to go ahead and do it. Otherwise I would have just been like, oh, I'll do my to-do list later today after I talk to Lisa. <laughs> so. right. right, and often that's why we push things off and procrastinate because we're not sure of how to start. We're not sure of what it looks like. Um, I was doing some workplace training and we were, we were talking through the different triggers for procrastination. And I had one of the employees look at me and he goes, this is why I procrastinate all the time on X type of tasks. He's yeah. like, I'm good on all these. He says, if you were to break my job down into buckets, I have five main buckets and four of them. I am really clear on. He said, but this fifth bucket comes from a different manager. Mm -hmm. And often when he gives me the task, I don't really know what he wants me to do. Hmm. And he says, so I keep procrastinating it. And then it gets to the end where it's due and I haven't started it because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And then he gets back and then it's that cycle, right? which happens all the time. And so once we had that conversation, he's like, and I said, okay, well then what's your solution? And he goes, well, I just have to ask for more information. Yeah. And it, like you said, the last episode, um, was it stupid, simple? Like yeah. in my head, I was like, that's the easiest solution in the world. Just go back and say, Hey, I don't get what you're asking. Yeah. Um, so when you're overwhelmed or it's unclear, you say, okay, then what? Well, I need to break it into pieces mm -hmm. or I need to ask for more clarity or ask for help. Sometimes the task, um, it, feels like it lacks in um, intrinsic value or personal meaning. What yeah. do you gain by going back and redoing that 168? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's not as meaningful as I think it is. My theory is that it's like, I'm going to be even more efficient. <laughs> so it's like this, it's this wish, but it's probably not as important as like showing up to meetings I need to be at today or spending time with Rachel and Arliss or like, Obviously that stuff is way higher. So that's probably, yeah, that didn't even think about that. The real meaning behind the task. The real mean, right. So when you went in and did it the first time, huge jump. Right. You're like, oh my gosh, look at this and look at this and I can change this and I can do this. Now you're like, I want to go back and fine tune it. Well, what are you going to gain from fine tuning it? Probably Maybe. just a little. It's like the 80-20. Yeah. Right. You put 20% in to get this 80% leap. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to need to put 80% leap or 80% in to get a 20% increase in productivity. And maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I should just cross it off. Well, let's not do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so those of you who just tuned in, what you're hearing is I'm saying 
who cares what's on your list? Just cross it all off. <laughs> but conscious abandonment is a real thing because as, as we talked in the last episode, you have 150 things on your 152 or whatever it was on your to-do list. Right. You can do them all, just not at the same time. And maybe not all of them need to actually be completed. And this could be one of those. So when you're procrastinating, you want to look at and say, okay, Hey, wait a minute. Let's dig a little deeper. Why? Mm -hmm. um, one of my clients, um, and she came to, we've been working together about a year and a half and she came to our call, my call. And she's like, we need to talk about procrastination. I am procrastinating and da 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 da. da. And I was like a year and a half. I have never known you to procrastinate. I have never known you to say, I'm going to do this and you not do it when you say you are. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about procrastination. We have to talk about this task. Yeah. And she was hired by a company to produce a training video. And it, she was under the gun to complete it. She, they'd already paid her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it turns out she didn't really believe in the product. <laughs> so of course you can't do it. <laughs> So how is she going to do it? And she's like, there's a conflict with my values. Mm -hmm. I don't think the product is really as great as what they're saying it is. What do I do? Yeah. And in her case, she actually refunded the money. Yeah. No, that's because definitely what you should do when you're ethically feeling there's an issue. The other thing that comes to mind, and I've used this trick my, with myself and then coaching other people on my team is that you can kind of reverse that scenario and say, okay, say that I really thought about it and I was like, I do think that spending this 80% effort to get a 20% more improvement will give me X number of return over the year, the next two years of my redoing my 168 to make it even better. If I'm not motivated in the moment, even though like I logically know that it's a good idea and I've made a, I made like a conscious choice that it is a good choice, but I'm just not motivated. Then I will be creative and stretch out the value or tie in bigger value. So I'll say like, I know I'm not super interested in this task because it's like the tedious stuff that I hate doing. It's like, I don't reconcile my checkbook. Rachel does all that stuff for me. <laughs> and I'm good at certain things and she's good at other things. But if I had to do something like that, that I just loathe, I would have to reconstruct it in my mind to say, okay, I really don't like this tedious, boring task. However, I know it's important and the ultimate payoff of the task is that I get to do or be or become this thing that's truly important to me. So maybe I hate the tedious things, you know, tracking or I hate little tedious work, but I, but I can think about and say, if I do this, I'm willing to do all this crap work that I hate for the next 90 days, then it's going to free up all this time for me to hang out with Arliss or like whatever, something much, much bigger than that task that in my mind, no matter how I frame it or look at the single task level, I think it's stupid. <laughs> like I just don't want to do it. Well, yeah. but, but if it is something I end up deciding I do need to do, even despite how I feel about it, I'll reframe it with being like the outcome of doing this stupid task is I get to do this great thing that I love, you know? So. Yeah. And, and like, and that goes with, um, like we procrastinate a lot of times because it's boring. Yeah. We're like, this is just boring. Well, as soon as you can identify the reason I don't want to do this is because it's boring. Then you can create this whole new world. Yeah. However it works to where either you assign it a much bigger value to where you say, all right, I know it's boring, but if I go to Starbucks and get myself a latte and sit in the corner and allow myself 10 minutes to people watch, yeah, then I'll buckle down and do the task. Right. Because you're creating an environment that's less boring. Yeah. Even though the task is. 
Yeah, that's a good, that's another great strategy. Like, cause that, yeah, you could go somewhere that's entertaining enough or, or sometimes I've gone out and like sat in the park and like write something I need to write. Cause I would much rather be outside than sitting at my desk some days. <laughs> so, right. so yeah, so Absolutely. you can, you can re-engineer it and make it feel exciting. Yeah. And like, yeah. you can't do those things until you can identify what's my stopping point. Yeah. Why am I, why am I procrastinating? Um, one of my clients, uh, she owns a salon and uh, her employees were like, we really want our schedule on a, on an app. We want it to be easier. Like she already had the scheduling software, but they wanted it on, they wanted to have it on an app on their phone. Um, and so she's like, okay, it makes sense. It's going to make it easier for you. I'm happy to do that. However, they, they decided Google calendar, they had it all, you know, everything was figured out. The problem was she was concerned that and so she procrastinated for like i don't know four or five months yeah her you know as we talked about it her concern was that she would accidentally do something to where her personal calendar would show on the work calendar gotcha. and she's like i don't want all my employees knowing every personal appointment i have right lately legit yeah <laughs> you know and so we started to talk about okay well then what has to happen and she and she's like there is no way I'm sitting down and trying to read all this stuff. And she's like, wait a minute. I can just call. I can call tech support. Right. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then boom, it was done within the next couple of days. Yeah. Because it was for her, it was lack of knowledge. She'd gone as far as her skills. She's gone as far as her skill set could. She was not willing to invest a ton of time. Because like she says, because I'm going to read it and not know what it says anyway. Right. <laughs> and she was worried that even if she read it and applied it how she thought she would, she'd still make a mistake and everyone would see her calendar. So, you know, so when you can identify this is what it is. That's actually holding you back. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, and maybe there's a few more just to mention, just to get people's minds thinking. For me, there's... Um, I have fear of failure all the time. I tell people like I try a lot of new things and do a lot of new things all the time, but I always have fear of failure. So that's something I procrastinate on. You said lack of clarity is definitely something that I think I have sometimes. And I think I also create that accidentally with my team. So it's a great thing to point out. And then um, no knowledge of it. You know, th those are a few. And I think what are some other like top ones that you run into with people that, that cause them to procrastinate? Cause maybe look at their mind thinking and they'll be like, Oh, that's why I'm doing that. Right. So if you go back to fear of failure, Mm -hmm. One of the great ways to switch that is to ask yourself by not doing this, what, what's, a, what's, what's the um, cost of not doing this? To motivate so, like you did, so flip it the other way. Like you said, all mm -hmm. right, I'm going to assign a much larger value to doing this. Okay. Ask yourself, okay, what's the cost of having it not done? Yeah. You know, so one of my clients, um, she had, she had inherited a bunch of stuff that she didn't really want. Um, and it was sitting in her living room and she needed to talk to a family member who she hadn't spoken to in years. And so she kept putting off getting the stuff from her house to his. Mm -hmm. And so we went through this, what's it, you know, what are you losing by not doing it? Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, peace of mind. Every time I walk in the house, Yeah. Was, the second I come in the door, it's the first thing I see. Yeah. And she's, and that was, you know, and being able to identify that. She had a very difficult conversation with someone she's related to that she hadn't seen in years. Mm -hmm. But then she, once that was done, she was golden because it's out of the house. So procrastination, usually the two big ones I see are boring because mm -hmm. why, you know, all the time this goes through my head. 
I own my own business. Why do I have to do crap I don't want to do? <laughs> like that's, that's Lisa's head all the time. I shouldn't have to do that. If I wanted to do that, I'd work for someone else. Um, you know, real world. Right. We have to do stuff we don't like. Um, right. And for me, that's usually boring stuff. Mm-hmm. That's so boring. Can't believe I'm sitting here doing this. My brain is better for them, you know, da 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 da. And so boring. Um, and so one of the things I use for boring is I play Beat the Clock. Mm-hmm. So I'll set a timer and I'll be like, I can get this done in two minutes or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you know, so boring is a big one. Um, fear of failure is interesting because that's not typically how people will name it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely very, very valid. Um, usually people will, um, name that. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I don't do that. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, which then usually can lead into a, um, that can definitely be an overwhelmed or lack of clarity piece. Yeah. Um, but I'll bet I'm paying attention now. I'll bet more often than not, it is a fear of failure that they just haven't identified. Yeah. I'm pretty in touch with the things I'm afraid of. Like I'm, I always talk to, I mean, I talk to my team and clients that like there's things I'm afraid of or things that I at the moment will be afraid of, but I always, I always weigh, I guess I haven't thought about it in the way you phrase it, but I always weigh the cost of not doing things. Mm-hmm. I am much more afraid of not helping my team, not growing my company, not, you know, providing for my family. I'm much more afraid of that than anything I can encounter in business. There's nothing that scares me the same. Right. <laughs> so I could always, I could always say like, Oh, the cost of not doing this is so high that I don't care that I'm afraid right now. And I, like, I always tell, you know, my sales team, it's like, there's plenty of pitches that I got. I'm, I'm a, like, I'm nervous. Like, I don't know how I'm handling this. I don't know what's going on. And like, I'm nervous and afraid, but I'm like, I, you know, those are, those are things that it's easier for me to push through because I've already identified the cost of not doing it. But there are times where I have fear of failure and I'm like, well, I'm stuck because I haven't created a bigger reason or, you know, a bigger right. meaning. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody has fear. It's better just to talk about it. I mean, there's certain things you should be afraid of or you are afraid of and it just is what it is. And if you don't talk about it, it'll really own you. But if you just say, oh yeah, you know, things like that scare me, then (laughs) then it's easier to to work through it. You know, and usually when you, um, like when you're in that fear of failure place and you're like, like you said, I have a pitch, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, one of the ways to move past that procrastination is to start to figure out some pieces of what to do. What are some scenarios? What are some, and so a lot of times that it comes back to that lack of clarity. Yeah. I'm stuck on doing this. You know, I'm procrastinating that making that big phone call Mm -hmm. because, you know, fear of failure or another way of phrasing it is because, well, I don't know what to say. Right. You know, I'm working on that right now with my coach. I'm like, I'm ready to start talking to people about workplace training. Yeah. However, I don't exactly know how to open the conversation. Right. I I just need the first 10 words. Once I have the first 10 words, I can talk all day about the benefits of making sure everyone's on the same page and not stuck in email all day. And like all those things that happen when you have everyone in your organization working the right way. Yeah. I said, but goodness gracious, how do I start that conversation? And you know, and that is that lack of clarity. It's like, well, I'll keep moving that off my list. Because I'm at that point where I don't know, like I'm missing a piece. And once you can identify that missing piece, which is what we did in our coaching call this morning, totally ready now to make all those calls. Because awesome. I know how to open the conversation. Yeah. 
Yeah, great point. Because yeah, that's exactly something that no matter what position you're in, in a company from sales to customer service to a project manager, if you don't have those opening pieces, the calls are always scary. So yeah. that's, that's great to break it down to that level and be like, oh, that's why I'm afraid or I don't know what to do. And so, like you said, come up with the 10 different scenarios or the 10 different ways and just practice them and get better at them. And then you'll be confident and you'll move past it. Exactly. Very right. cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, as always, this has been just a fantastic time today. And on every episode that we've been able to do together, Lisa, I really appreciate you and everything you invest in my team and me and our entire audience. This has been incredibly valuable. Um, and I know we've touched on this before, but just one last time, if somebody wants to work with you directly, what's the best way to get hold of you? Best way, email lisa at impactivestrategies.com. Awesome. And I'll put those links down below. And uh, so everybody can reach out. I highly recommend that you uh, talk to Lisa, give her a call. She can talk to you about what she offers and your situation. She has been incredibly impactful in my organization um, and a lot of others that I work with as well. Um, and so it's definitely something that can not only um, create incredible bottom line difference, you know, just make you dramatically more profitable, but also give you that peace of mind and lower your stress, which I think is worth way more than the money to me. Uh, so thank you so much, Lisa. This has been a lot of fun. We'll have you again uh, on again soon in the future. And uh, just thanks for everything. My pleasure, Gabe. Thank you. You've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com.